1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am Frank LaRosa, and I am joined here as always with Dale Dempsey, my COO and right hand man. We are both casual today, which is unusual. Not for you, but not for me. For you. It's really hot in our office, so we are in golf apparel, although we're not playing golf because I'm working too much. I've been told. <laughs> How are <laughs> you doing? True. I'm feeling great. How's it pool nice down? For everybody everybody doesn't know, Dale bought a new house last year and it has a swimming pool. Has a
0: swimming pool, and I don't know if you know this, but I I swim at lunch. That's kind of fun. Nice.
1: Yeah, the kids cannonball kind of swim or like swim like laps, exercise laps.
0: It's a combination of both. both. We both need a little bit. Yeah, I I jump in (laughs) off the diving board, cannonball. So like I'll come back here and it's refreshing. Nice, getting a little exercise and trying to. Pool's great.
1: How are learn, you doing? Learning something new every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? You're obviously you're working
1: a lot. Good, working a lot, working a lot. There's a lot to do. Did you get some rest last night? Actually, I did. For the first time in a long time, I actually went to bed at like ten thirty, which is considered really early for me, since I don't usually get home till about ten o'clock. But yeah, I feel energized this morning.
0: Maybe you got some vivid dreams.
1: I don't know. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about today, and lo and behold, I saw an interesting article that came across my desk today, and. It was pretty apropos for what I was thinking about this morning, but I appreciate your concern for my energy level. And I was definitely tired yesterday, no doubt about it. Dude, on that conference call we were on, I was like totally taking a nap. <laughs> I was like a little power nap. They had it handled. Were, yeah, I wasn't. I was hands. just worried about they were going to call and they were going to ask me a question like, "Hey Frank, what do you think about that? But a, a B, B, or C?" C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, what Dale said. I agree with Dale. I was definitely tired, but I got a good night's rest and got to the office nice and early today, as I'm continuing to do, which is one of the things that I'm working on and trying to improve on the things I'm doing. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, which I thought was, and I might get a little fiery, we'll see, is this article that came out from Financial Advisor IQ. Alex Padalka wrote about it called, the title is Close to Half of the FAs Are Worried About Client Defections in 2020. And I thought it was an interesting article. And it's basically talking about sort of digital marketing and 48% of all advisors are worried about client defections this year. According to the study, 52% of traditional advisors are worried about clients dropping them during the pandemic. So they surveyed what, a thousand people and half of those people said they're worried about client defections? They're worried about client defections. 75% of all the advisors say they're frustrated about generating new leads and standing out from the competition. Look, this was an interesting article. And as all articles have, there's certainly a spin on it. When I read this article, I went, man, this is like an article full of excuses. Excuses. It talks about advisors being frustrated with their ability to communicate with their clients. 37% of advisors are worried they're losing clients because of lack of communication. Like whose fault is that, man? Sorry. In some
0: advisor's defense. So recently working with an advisor who was at Wells Fargo, They literally cut off his email communication. And I forget what the scenario was. It wasn't something that was really egregious. But they said, all email communication has to come through your assistant now for a particular client.
1: Yeah, look, I can see that being frustrating. I think we've been talking about this on some of our past episodes in terms of how do you communicate during the COVID and using technology and all this great stuff. But the fact of the matter is you got to do something. And I guess the way I took that article, when I read that part of it, to like your guy, your client, he's at Wells Fargo, and he's, well, whose fault is it for it? No one's holding a gun to his head to stay at that firm. Oh, no, he left. he wants to, okay, was that the guy we just moved? Yeah. Okay, so, but there's so many of those people that we talk to that bitch complain about how they are limited in the communication, how they, what technology they can and can't use at the firm, but then they just stay there. They keep staying, they keep taking it. And how many times have we moved an advisor from a retail firm? to an independent firm, and they're like, man, well, we wish we would have done this sooner. And I think that one of the things that I'm trying to do is do things differently moving forward that I've done in the past. And so advisors need to think about the same kind of thing. They have to think about how I was communicating in the past, meeting with clients face-to-face, although we're going to get back to that eventually. But the industry and technology and all that is moving ahead. And so they have to move ahead with it. They have to expect their firms to move ahead with it. And to say that, well, I'm frustrated because my firm is not allowing me to communicate with my clients effectively, to some degree, that's their own fault. There's technology nowadays that, I mean, not say technology, but like Instagram as an example. So we moved a client out of Wells again, and they moved independent. And one of the advisors is a, as a side gig or as a hobby, bakes cakes. It's just what he does he likes to he his cakes. So I think it's really cool.
0: That is really cool. Like layered, like Just really layered cool.
1: cakes, like, all sorts of carrot cakes and whatever, all sorts of cakes. Oh, I love That's like my like favorite. He's like really right there, into yeah. it. And I use him as an example that he is going to essentially set up an Instagram account because he'll be allowed to do it because he's independent now. We moved him to LPL under their new premium model. So it's been really great. We went to their office the other day. It was great. They're really excited. But there's advisors out there that are going to complain that they're going to lose clients through lack of communication. And I agree. They're going to lose clients to a guy like this because he's going to put out an Instagram account and he's just going to turn on his phone or whatever and videotape himself making cakes for his clients. New client comes on board, he's going to make them a cake and send them a cake, a personal cake with the logo of the firm on it, Nice. different scenarios. It's that kind of stuff that advisors need to think about and eventually... When you're not doing those things and you're only communicating with the email system that your firm's letting you to, eventually your clients are gonna leave because they're gonna be watching this guy on Instagram. They're gonna be like, I love that guy. He's funny. He's unique. He's really smart because he's talking about ingredients to baking a cake and the ingredients to putting together the right portfolio and he's putting all this stuff together. Eventually that guy is gonna take the other advisor's clients. My wife follows some people on Instagram. And one of the guys that she – there's some doctor she follows, and he's getting all this business from people that follow him on Instagram. I think he's a plastic surgeon. But he doesn't post anything about plastic surgery. All he posts all the time because she shows it. Look at – oh, my God. Look, he's posting this thing. It's about his dinners, his meals, his platters, his – made a seafood thing, or he made some salad or some – he's like a into cooking. And he right. just shows this stuff on Instagram. And what it's doing – is it's connecting with his audience. Because ah, interesting. in finance, when you're working with clients, everyone can get a certain rate of return and that's fine. But what keeps a client with an advisor is their bond and their relationship and their connection. And so these guys are using new means, and I say new, like Instagram is new to financial services or Facebook or whatever, but these new methods to bond with their clients and future clients, and those future clients are coming from somebody. It's the guy that's complaining that he can't communicate with his clients effectively because his firm won't let him, or he's just making an excuse because he doesn't want to work that hard or use different things. And so when I read this article, I was just like, "Oh my God, this article just sounds like a bunch of advisors complaining and not doing anything about it." And you know me, I'm not. not, not like, I don't want to hear complaining. You're saying
0: complaining about, but not changing firms, not actually right, changing. but not
1: doing anything about it. They want to use the. COVID. So, what's the baseline? Crisis is your excuse. Oh, it's because of COVID. What's the
0: baseline for communication today? Obviously, it's telephone, face to face email. But then, if you're at a firm, so what clients, LinkedIn is a standard, is a given. Yeah, LinkedIn is a standard. But where does
1: it get different? I think that if you really want to be using all the mediums right now, I think you have to be at minimum, obviously, email, which is a given you need to be able to be a little bit more creative and personal on LinkedIn and there are some firms that will not let their advisors post anything original on LinkedIn it it's got to be it's got to
0: be pre-approved it's got to be right?
1: pre-approved and it's the S&P whatever it's some brand marketing thing that the firm designed it's not you being yourself it's It has UPM. zero connection to who you are as an individual or your practice or anything there's Facebook some firms are then letting get advisors go and this maybe on the retail side are using Facebook but again, limited branding, but maybe more limited, more creative in the, I call it the regional space and definitely way more creative than the independent space. And then I think you then start have to go into Instagram because I think that's where clients are also going because they're following people. Instagram is becoming a place. I don't want to, it's almost like Google in a way where if you want to learn things about something, you're going to go do something, you're going to go to Instagram and look it up because there's probably an account there's probably something It's like YouTube. It's like YouTube. YouTube's another one. YouTube is not a direct communication,
0: but can be. So actually I communicate with people on YouTube all the time who are content
1: creators. I'll tag them in my comment, they'll respond to me. So where YouTube, like Raymond James for instance has down in their headquarters in St. Pete, they have when well, you've been there, right? We've been there. Yeah. They have the studio, studio right, in the, right? Right in the headquarters where advisors can go do videos or audio and create YouTube videos and put those videos on their websites and links because you can have their own. Obviously, we have our own YouTube channel. And so you can create your YouTube channel and put on there, if you're at the right firm, your general comments. And so you're able to communicate to the masses about the things that you see happening within the industry for one reason or another. What do you see with large caps or what do you see from the election? Obviously, those things always have to be approved. You can't, as an advisor, just go out and spew stuff. But at least you have to be out a firm that allows you to even do it because that's another form of communication, which creates or gives you the ability to be more efficient in communicating. So if you're an advisor, if I was an advisor today, I would have on my website, I'd have a page where my clients, I direct my clients where I have my comments for the week, my thoughts for the week in terms of where I see the markets going or what's going on within the practice or within our portfolios changes that we've made. So if you've made changes in a portfolio, explain those changes on your page. So you're driving traffic to your website. You're communicating in mass scale with your clients. We did an episode with Mooney and Lions. They do that very well. They were bringing on portfolio managers to talk about different things, communicating in a way that makes you more efficient, but using the technology. So are we talking about basically, it's like the big firms and then some regional firms
0: where you are Armstrong from oh, communicating so.
1: effectively? It's unfair competition. The advisors that are going independent, and I mean independent, for those of you listening, when I talk about independence, I mean, whether you're an independent broker dealer or you're at an RIA, it's all more or less the same with some nuances. And we're not going to get into that. But basically, if you're at one of those W-2 kind of firm, you're essentially, I'm not going to say you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. This is a recipe for disaster You're like You're like bringing like a single slug barrel Remington to a gunfight and you got one shot, make it count and you're not going to win. So not only can you not communicate in scale with your clients,
0: that means the communication you do have with your clients has to be a specific way. So it's going to
1: kill your productivity you barely can email them. You have to be careful what you put in writing. So you're having to call your clients all the time, which is there's some, definitely some benefits to talking to your clients. We talked about that in our last sure. episode.
0: But, but you can't run a practice calling every single
1: No, company. if you're saying the same thing all the time, you're going to talk to 27 different clients about why you made a change in the portfolio. Or if you have discretion, obviously, that's why you're calling after the fact. That takes you all day long. Now what do you do? So you haven't even gotten when you worked on, on your business, because you've been calling your clients about the communication. So by using technology, you can do that. But the other piece of this that advisors are missing, and that is the personal connection piece that clients are hungry for, that separates you. So this article talks about the separation. So it talks about, 75% 75% of all advisors are frustrated by generating new leads and standing out from the competition. Well, okay. So that makes They're me- They're getting this all wrong when they talk about, well, my portfolio is better than the next guy's. Who gives a when did ass? they When did they do this survey though? I, just, I don't know. I mean, they just came out with it today, so.
0: It makes me wonder. <coughs> so, if July you did, 30th. That must've taken some time. So right. if you did this survey in February or March of 2020, I would think 75% of advisors- Aaron on the side of caution would say, yeah, I think I'm going to lose some relationships somehow, some way, but who knows because there's so much going on. But if this was done two weeks ago- And
1: candidly, a good advisor should always be concerned about losing clients. It's the advisor that is not concerned that's probably has a ticking time bomb waiting to happen because you should always be operating as if your best clients are going to leave you so that you service and operate in a way that makes them want to continue to stay. But I think the one piece that all of these articles don't talk about, and that is the personal relationship thing that you can't really get. You can get some of it on LinkedIn, and we're starting to see that more and more with independent advisors, meaning they're sort of using LinkedIn almost like an Instagram or Facebook, where they're putting their personal stuff on there. But I think that Instagram, and forget about TikTok, but Instagram, where you're able to put out there who you are as an individual. We have one advisor, client of ours in RIA in California, and he's all about health and wellness and fitness. And so he posted something recently about how he's managing through the coronavirus, he's in California, with his health and fitness regimen. Like on Sundays, he goes and posts, he's out of football field and he's working, he's doing steps and he's doing all these great things. And it connects you to him as an individual. It makes people wanna do business with this guy because he's a great individual. He's got a family man. He's always posting pictures with his family. And if you're a client and you have a lot of wealth, why wouldn't you wanna work with a good individual like that? And he does his own podcast, his own radio show, and talks about the market. But he's able to bring the two mediums together, and that's what makes his business so special. And that's where I think these advisors are missing when they talk about complaining about their concern about not communicating with their clients. Sorry. Because they can't bridge that gap, though. They can. They can leave, and they can go to a firm that oh, helps oh, them bridge the gap.
0: Oh, well, that's why they're complaining, though. And well, maybe they're already in process, I would think. Some of those advisors
1: have made some the them decision are. To Some leave. of them are. Look, we talk about that. We work with clients that... Where we help them, that's one of the main reasons is because their firms are not allowing them to communicate. I mean, we have a client right now down in Georgia, and I won't say where, but one of the reasons why they're looking to leave is because they can't brand themselves in a big way the way they want. And they know they're leaving millions and millions and millions of dollars on the table because they can't do what they need to do. And so we're going to help them do that. And where we get such a reward out of that is I know when we bring them to the right firm, they're going to be able to explode their business. To me, that's awesome. That's why I love doing this. So, But anyway, I just was on a high horse. I saw this article. When I see stuff, that's just nothing but excuses. If you're an advisor and you're pissed off because you can't communicate more with your clients because you're at a firm that won't let you, not for nothing, but it's not their fault. It's your fault. These senior management folks at some of these firms just don't, well, here's the thing. They either don't know, which is a problem, or they know and don't care, which is a different problem. And I would be interested to see which one is worse, not knowing or knowing and not caring. And so if you're one of those advisors, you should be thinking about what the future is going to look like and are you going to be able to grow with the industry and grow ahead of the competition? Because I'm telling you right now, there are advisors that are going to firms like Dynasty, firms, I mean, LPL is coming out with rolling out all this new technology, firms like Sotera, Raymond James, all these firms are out there that are giving advisors platforms to go out and grow their businesses using technology and using today's technology mediums. And if you're not doing it, you're going to be in big trouble. You're going to be behind the eight ball. And by the time you get going, you're already going to lose some of your top clients. So you need to be careful. But that's my high horse from today. We appreciate everybody listening. For those of you that have been with us since the beginning, thank you very much. Our downloads continue to grow. We've only been doing this for, I think we're going on nine months or so. And so we really appreciate it. The comments, we're getting tons of likes. Tons of reviews on iTunes. Our Instagram, our YouTube channel is growing at over 1,000 subscribers, which is great. So thank you very much for that one, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, and suggestions on topics, feel free to email us at frank at eliteconsultingpartners.com or dale at eliteconsultingpartners.com. You can DM me at franklarosa.elite. And when you see this episode come out, leave your comments about what you're doing to separate yourself using technology. And as always, don't forget, if you need help with making a move from your firm, you can call Dale Dempsey at 856-316-4653. And if you feel like it, you can call me at 856-316-4651. But anyway, thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining us. We'll see you next time. Good talk. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, Head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.